Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hello. Can you hear me? He's on trend. Adele. 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 Got herself a new song out, wasn't she? <laughs> yeah. You weren't keen, were you? And then instantly we're like, oh, it's a bit of a banger. Ridiculous how fast I changed my opinion on that song. <laughs> I was like, well, this is no good, is it? It's just like the rest of the rubbish that she's made. It's absolutely, oh my God, this is a banger. <laughs> I want this on repeat every single day. <laughs> Literally, brilliant song. Yeah, it is a good song. Big fan. It's a very classic Adele though, isn't it? I mean, I think when you're Adele, why change? I know, exactly. Why do anything different? Keep doing what you're doing. Keep smashing it's working it. working for you. I'll keep turning up. Mm, yeah, I like it. Same with Ed Sheeran. Apart from Bad Habits, because that was rogue. When he just randomly decided that he Made was a song that didn't even sound like him. Yeah, I didn't get that. Not that it's not a banger, but wasn't wasn't a classic what you'd expect from Ed Sheeran and didn't sound like him. That was the thing for me. Like When it came on, I was like, that doesn't sound like Ed Sheeran. Still can't get my head around it. Put someone else's name on it and I like it more. Yeah, because I'm like, well, oh, yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Like, if you put, like, Calvin Harris featuring and then the name of a bloke I've never heard of before, mm. I'd be like, brilliant, love it. But because it's Ed Sheeran, I'm like, I don't get it. It's not you. Yeah, but then... Think of shivers. That shivers. Oh. Does oh. it give me shivers? <laughs> it does. does. it? <laughs> Do you remember when it came on the first time in the car and I was literally having an absolute rave to myself because I was so buzzing about it? You was pretending to know all of the words. Yeah. <laughs> despite the fact that you'd never heard it before. <laughs> it was so catchy. It was brilliant. Do you remember the photo of Ed Sheeran, or the recording of Ed Sheeran and David Beckham at the... I can't remember, was it World Cup? Yeah, I can't remember what it's just been on. No. Uh, do you know when they panned to the crowd and it was literally like... I do, yes. Opposite, like he'd brought his son with him. <laughs> Brilliant. I like Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran some sheep. <laughs> Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran some sheep. Um, if we was big enough, we could get Ed Sheeran on and get him to shear some sheep. That'd be a nice little <laughs> section of the podcast. Ed Sheeran shears some sheep. That's, quite, that's a good tongue twister, that, isn't it? Flipping <laughs> yeah. heck. Um, the thing is with Ed Sheeran, I don't usually like people who are so, like, big. What do you mean? Like, I don't like people who are, like... Mainstream. On that level. Don't know why. But I don't. I think they lose the shine when they get that big, but there's some exceptions to the rule. Ed Sheeran being one of them, I think. Because hmm. I just can't not like his music. It is brilliant, I'd it? never go and watch him, though. Would you not? No. I Unless it was a, a festival. Fun, I was going to say, it'd be I don't really like going to arenas gig. to gigs. No, I don't. It's just not a gig, is big. it? You may as well just listen to his music if you're at an arena. Yeah. Personal opinion, anyway. No, there's not much good music going on in the charts these days, anyway, so not much to see. Not really, no. <laughs> no. Not, not that I... I so I'll be honest. like the chart musics. If you asked me to name anything that was in the top 40, I wouldn't be able to, anyway, so I couldn't sing tell you what it's going Bet you could sing them. Probably not all the words. <laughs> Standard. Anyway, today, Junko, we're not yes. talking about Ed Sheeran and David Beckham. No, we are not. Because we've already done that. No, not going to lie, we can't come up. At this moment in time, we don't have a name for the podcast. No, we do not want to speak about it, though. Yeah. Don't panic. We're not just going to freeball it and just see what happens. We know so exactly who knows what, what you've just about. read? 
Yeah. Like, don't know what you've just read. Something along the lines of why naughty, bad, cheap foods, uh, like, ruining everything. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but that can't be the title of the podcast, so let's hope we came up with something better than that. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> Maybe we'll just call it, couldn't think of a title, please listen anyway. <laughs> That might not work. I don't think that's quite as enticing as uh, what we've actually come up with in the end. Which is technically nothing, yeah? Yeah. Apart from what you've just said. But fingers crossed. We're hoping to be inspired throughout the uh, recording, Mm. weren't we? Yeah, and I believe we will be. I do too. I think we should call it Why Adele's New Songs a Banger. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll get more downloads. Yeah, 10 Reasons Why. Uh, And we'll get more downloads than anything else we've ever made. (laughs) Which, by the way, massive tangent I'm about to go on. Thank you to everybody that comes and listens. Um, if you can tell a friend if you like it share it with a friend send them a little linky link mm, tell them to give it a listen yeah because uh, honestly like how I was going with the really appreciate it Jim <laughs> went with the tell everyone else I was just appreciating you right now who's listening to this you can tell a friend as well but I just want to appreciate you yeah no it is really nice mm. it is really really nice that you keep coming back and that um, you enjoying them because mm. I feel like I've had a lot of really nice comments sent our way recently about the podcast we have it's been really really and it's not why we do it we do it to help but yeah. it has been nice genuinely i said to you the other week like it's my favorite part of the week you love doing this i love you? it honestly mm-hmm. my, no not even the favorite part of my week favorite part of my job is it no that's a big lie no i like speaking to other people more than you yeah i was gonna say that's absolutely rubbish <laughs> there's no way this is the favorite part of your job at all. no i do love it though no, it's it is. Fun. It's one of the me- we are incredibly lucky. It's one of the many aspects that we absolutely love doing. Isn't yes. It? So this week, Segway. talking, <laughs> we're talking about how we speak about food because I feel like I bang on about this one all the time, and I think it is massively underrated how powerful the language we use around food is and how much of an impact it can have on. Not only our mindset and the way we view food, but also the way that we actually act. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time, it can be more important than the food itself. Mm-hmm. I think the the kind of usage of cheap meal, bad, unhealthy, wrong, like all these phrases can really have a big psychological impact on us, mm-hmm. can't they? Absolutely. It's absolutely huge. And it... You might have found yourself or you might... I think one of the difficult things about this is you often don't actually know you're in the cycle until either you hear us mention it now or whether you take a bit of a step back or helicopter vision, as Jen likes to call yes. it. Zoom out. And Pin- you zoom pinch out. the screen. Yeah, pinch zoom the out. screen and zoom out. And But what tends to happen is, and you know, let us know if this does resonate, if this actual cycle is something that you feel is something that you've been through where you're somewhere where you eat something that you consider to be bad. Now, whatever that food is doesn't technically matter, but you, you eat something and you, you've you already got that on a list of being bad. Shouldn't and, be doing this, shouldn't be eating yeah, this. And those shouldn'ts come in straight away. This is bad, I shouldn't be doing this. And straight away, it takes away from all the actual wonderful aspects about food. Mm-hmm. Because as we know, food is more than just an item on a plate. It's used at celebrations it brings us together. I always remember like the, the coffee and the cakes that we used to have when we lived in Manchester. Yeah. The Sunday brunches. Like it's that togetherness. It wasn't the actual meal itself. It was the the togetherness that it brought. Mm-hmm. We know there's so many links between food and culture and the different foods that different cultures eat and how that then connects to your family. Nostalgia as well. That nostalgic and, yeah. impact that it has. It's like when you think back to 
an event like when I think back to because we're on the topic of festivals and music when I think back to neighbourhood I think about the pizza that we had mm. I think about how terrible that espresso martini was <laughs> yeah. I think about how incredible the pizza was and how great um, or how disappointed I was with the chocolate for the churros yeah. but like these are all like memories that were there because when I went it wasn't well pizza's bad and churros are bad and espresso martini's bad I'm going to wipe that out of my brain because I shouldn't have done any of that and exactly yeah I think we touched on this last week in the emotionally in one as well mm. and this idea that like food should like spark emotions within us like we, we don't want food to not give us emotions and positive or negative like Absolutely. it can be both and that's no, what not happens. negative emotions i know what you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah like a reaction to a positive and a negative emotion yeah yeah that's what i'm trying to get at but then what ha- <laughs> yeah and what happens is be- with anything in life i think the best way to explain this is if there's if there is a positive there has to be a negative if there's a good there has to be a bad if there's an up there has to be a down if you go in one direction whether that be a good that's what means you're beautiful thank you if you go in any direction there has to be another thing as well there can't be something can't be good if there isn't a bad and something can't be bad if there isn't a good is basically what i'm trying to say so when you go into an experience and that become and you go into it thinking well this is bad what i'm doing this is wrong i shouldn't be doing this the only way in which that can exist if there is a good and there is something that you should be doing it's physically impossible for there not to be a good. And I know that's something that can sometimes be quite difficult to comprehend. And I remember when I first read this, years and years and years and years ago in a nutrition book, I think you actually might have got me. Um, it was it was that absolute game changer. I was like, yeah, if we're calling something good, then something must be bad. And if we're calling something bad, then something must be good. And what happens is because we've created this bad experience, this bad food, this thing that we should not have done, we then think, well, I'm going to have to counterbalance that with something Good. Gonna have to eat good next week because yeah. I had a bad meal this weekend. Yeah, tomorrow has to be good. Next week has to be good. I, ha- I have to be good. There has to be a good. And it's to counterbalance what we consider to be bad. But again, that then takes away from the, the all that wonderful experience. You you might go somewhere and think, well, I have to have a, I don't know, you know, I'll pick the stereotypical foods that people consider to be good. I have to have a salad. I you know really what? want that, but I have to have a salad. And Sorry, it, I didn't mean to put in that. Well, what I was going to say... <laughs> It then takes away from that experience. You might be going somewhere that sells, you know, all this incredible food. And I'm not saying that salad can't be incredible because it absolutely can. But you're going for absolute minimalistic. And it actually becomes irrelevant whether you enjoy the salad or not. Because what happens is you think, well, I'm I'm doing this because I have to. Because I should do. Because I had that bad thing last week. I now have to have this right Mm -hmm. now. And it actually doesn't matter if that's the best salad that's ever been made ever. You're not going to enjoy it. Because you're doing it because you feel like you have to do it. Mm -hmm. And because you feel like you should do it. And not because you actually want to. Yeah, and I was actually speaking to a client about this the other week and she was like, I feel like I'm not enjoying going out to eat because I'm eating things that I don't actually want. And I was like, hold up, why? Like, what what are you doing that for? Like, (laughs) don't feel like, yeah, there's elements of like, we can make some swaps or, or pick like an option that's potentially a little bit lower in calories. But like, if that's taken away from your enjoyment of that food, then absolutely don't do it. Like, no, that's not what it, it should be about. Like, we should be able to really enjoy a meal and enjoy every single little bite of it, but just understand that that's that's a real positive experience. Absolutely. And I know we've banged on about this so many times. Social health is important. Your mental health is important. We've been stuck inside for two years. We really want you to be enjoying and embracing and making the most of these experiences for the rest of your life, not just because we've been stuck inside. But what tends to happen when we get stuck in this cycle, when we're in a position where we've we've eaten something we considered bad, so then we have to counterbalance it with something good, is we think, right, well, 
when I ate that bad thing, it made me feel really bad. And when I ate that good thing, that also made me feel really bad because I felt like I had to and I should do it because of the bad thing. So we then think, right, well, I'll tell you what, I need more rules. I need more restrictions. I need to put things in place to stop this from happening. But you might have noticed that that actually made things worse rather than better. Because instead of creating a more positive experience and improving your relationship with food and actually enjoying the foods that you eat and giving yourself a sense of freedom, what you actually did was you cut out more. You told yourself you couldn't do more. You told yourself that you shouldn't. And you set yourselves up in a position where things actually become even more difficult, for want of a better phrase, to stick to. You're creating this plan in your mind, whether it's written down or not, you're creating this plan in your mind that, right, when I go to this place, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to avoid this. I'm definitely not going to have dessert. I won't have a drink and I'm only going to have this. I'm just going to have this small, tiny thing. And it just develops into a very, very negative situation where you actually then begin to feel worse. And if you remember previously when I was talking about that sort of good, bad, positive, negative, up, down thing where when we create one thing in one direction, we create another in another direction. Something else that's true as well is the distance that you go in regards to whether something you consider to be bad, if you go really, 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 really deep into it, it then creates a really, 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 really deep good as well. So it's not just about whether something's good or bad, it's about how far you go into it. And it's a little bit like a roller coaster. If you go really, really, really high on a roller coaster, you're going to have to come really, really low again to get off it. And so what we need to do is... Like oblivion. Yeah, like oblivion. Basically, it is like oblivion. You go so high up and go so low down that you have to come so high up again to then get off the thing. Mm. Whereas if it was just a straight track, a little bit like the start of Rita... Mm. technically after 100 metres of Rita you can just get off at the same stage can you tell us your fact about Alton Towers that you told me recently I can what is it oh I know it so have you noticed Alton Towers that every single one of the really high roller coasters are like built into the ground rather than kind of just at floor level. So which one was the one? Like, like Oblivion goes into the floor, Smiler goes into, I think Smiler goes into the floor, yeah, um, Re, uh, not, Nemesis goes into the floor, Er goes into the floor. Yes, that was it. So they all go down into the ground rather than just being on floor level. And it's because it's built in a, it's a beautiful place, isn't it? Yeah, it's it, like Alton? countryside. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. And when they built it, they agreed that if they was going to have a, um, a theme park, it was going to destroy the actual visual of the area. And so what they said was, tell you what, then we'll build it, but we'll just build it into the ground then. How fun's that? I love that fact. Mm, Madness, isn't it? Sorry, that was right off on a tangent, but it just popped into my head as you were talking about it. No, I think it's it's a well worthy fact of knowing. And yes, for everybody that's screaming at the podcast, we will consider a fact of the week section as well. (laughs) Um, But to quickly recap... We shan't. (laughs) We eat something that we consider to be bad. That then counterbalances that we need to eat something that needs to be good. And we stop we set, enjoying all of the foods. Yeah, we stop enjoying absolutely everything. We feel like we can't have anything. And then all of a sudden we decide to add in some rules and restrictions, which just makes things worse and worse and worse until eventually we go, do you know what? This ain't for me. We throw the towel in and say, right, I'll start again next week. I think another like consequence of that is you end up getting really bloody confused. Like oh, You're like, what What do I eat? What do I enjoy eating? What can I eat? How well, I much of yeah. it? Like, it? It gets ridiculously mm-hmm. confusing. And I think what we need to do instead is instead of trying to put all our time and effort into changing the foods that we're eating, because that's just only going to reinforce that cycle. It's going to keep us stuck in that good, bad, healthy, unhealthy, naughty, all those words, and focus more on the language that we're using. Because 
if you think about it when you've been in that situation if you're labeling all these foods in this way with these real negative connotations before you've even eaten it you there's this assumption that you've done something wrong so i think it's really important that we unpick firstly where has this thought come from so like where did you believe that this was bad or unhealthy or naughty or um shouldn't be done yes Mm. where, where did it come from and probably pause the podcast now and maybe create yourself a little list of good and bad foods write them all down what you think is good and what you think is bad and then ask yourself for each item why where has that belief come from where is the thought that this is something that is good or bad or healthy or unhealthy or whatever where has that come from and then come back to this podcast and i bet you when you unpause it hopefully which is now um you'll have discovered that a lot of it is from past diets that you've done. So rules that were put on you from previous diets that you shouldn't have this and you can only have a certain amount of this and that's so many sins or hexy be something or other, don't understand it. But like all all these thoughts and beliefs and have come, probably come from something that you've done in the past or a belief that your family had that has then kind of just been how you, you've been spoken around food since you've grown up. Sometimes something like really sort of like even non sort of like obvious where like someone maybe once said to you, oh, we shouldn't have that. Yeah. And that's it. Like it wasn't even more than that. They didn't even give you a why or, yeah. a, or a, anything. It was just, oh, we shouldn't have that. Yeah. Straight away, oh, we shouldn't have that. I should have Or uh, one for me was like all sweet foods were bad because, oh, well, I, when I cut them out, I lose weight. Mm. Therefore, they must be bad for me. Evidence. Yeah, it, it, like I'd built up that thing. So I have a little think about where those things have come from. And then a lot of what we do with clients at this point is re-educate. Mm-hmm. So like help them to understand, like we've got tons of masterminds on the members area, haven't we? That we're like, right, okay, you think carbs are bad. Go watch that carb mastermind that's mm-hmm. going to help you unpick some of those beliefs. Um, but I think the the big thing is when you've got that thought, I suppose I've jumped the gun a little bit now, I've, I've jumped to the what we can do is re-educate ourselves. But in between that <laughs> is ask yourself, is the thought that this food is bad helping me or harming me? And I think if it's harming, then that's where we take that step to go, right, we need to do something about that. And I think there's the re-education that I said, but also the big thing for, for us and what we tell a lot of clients to do is change the language. And I'm really pernickety about this. So if I'm having a conversation with a client and they use any of this language, I stop them mid-sentence. And I'm like, oh, hold up. <laughs> because it's so important. It's such a little thing, but it's so important. And it does not change overnight using this language does it it's not something that you're just gonna like turn this podcast off and suddenly start using all these phrases that we're gonna suggest in a minute it's like any habit isn't it like the way we speak is it's it's what's the word i'm looking for ingrained Ingrained. that's it that's a perfect word it's ingrained into us it's something we've picked up whether it's like jen said for it's from a family member whether it's from a diet whatever it's ingrained within us we don't go right i'm gonna say the word cheat now it just comes out because that's what we know. Even now, I still do it. Like mm. I'll be speaking to someone, and I'll go, "Oh, that's bad," and I'll be like, "No, it's yeah. not." But you can just catch yourself and try and catch yourself more and more and more, and and using that language more. So, um, we are going to put these in the podcast notes so that you can screenshot them and you can see them so that you've got those more helpful phrases. But um, things like clean eating trying to move away from using that oh, I'm going to eat clean and go to I'm just going to move to more of a balanced eating 
things like cheat meals. Oh, I'm going to have a cheat meal tonight. Oh, I'm going to eat a meal that's a little bit more indulgent tonight instead. Um, good or healthy, more nutritious is what we're looking for here. And I think it's important on this one and, and why I pick people up on the use of healthy. Because, yeah, it is healthy for our bodies if it's got more nutrients in it. But also, there's the flip side that something like, I don't know, a bar of chocolate might be healthy at that moment for our minds. So healthy doesn't have to equate a healthy for our physical health. It can also equate to healthy for our mental health. And I think that is why I don't like that use of that phrase, healthy. Yeah, I saw a really good post on this the other day and it was comparing sitting at home and eating a plate of carrots compared to going to a coffee shop and having a carrot cake with a friend. Mm. And the connotation that if you sit at home and eat a plate of carrots, it's healthier for you Mm. because carrots are good for you you know based on what society tells us but is it really healthier to sit at home on your own and eat a plate of carrots than it is for you to go to a coffee shop catch up with a friend and have a carrot cake yeah i love that that's really good but i think i think it's really important to understand that health doesn't just equate physical health like it can be both which is why it's when we're talking about food let's think about right it's more nutritious when we're using mm. that potential good or healthy. Like it's got more nutrients in it. It's going to do good for our physical, but also it can be good for our mental health as well. It's a tough one for me as well. The phrase, or the phrase, the word healthy, because when you think about anything that's deemed as healthy, it will only ever be deemed as healthy if you have it in some kind of moderation and mm. you have a balanced version yeah. of it. Because oh my goodness. Yeah. That's so true. It's like, well, when does it not become healthy then? It's like training. Training can be really healthy for you unless you feel like you have to do it three times oh, a day. This is so good. I like Water it. is incredibly healthy for you. But if you have too much, you'll drown. <laughs> so it's not healthy at that point. Avocados, really healthy. If you ate a whole diet of avocados, wouldn't be healthy. No, I feel like crap. <laughs> yeah, it's about like that, finding that balance, isn't it? And, and having a general, like, I always go back to the, uh, what's it called? The... Uh, What's a plate called? I've had a brain block. A plate's called a plate. The the um, the NHS. Oh, the healthy mind block. Oh no, the. No. Um, I know what you What's mean. What's it called? I've no idea. I'm in a complete mind blank. I don't know what you mean. The the plate that shows you like a balanced diet and what it looks like. Oh my goodness, that's bugging the life out of me. You have a little Google, and I'll I'm tell gonna you. have to Google. Um, you Google. So yeah. another few phrases that you can use that you pretend to use are things like using words like naughty. You can Food use... plate. Oh, never mind. You carry on. I think. I think that's what it's called. Anyway, I'll try and carry on. That's <laughs> just shouts things at me. Naughty, you can use phrases like listening to your cravings instead. So when you feel like you're doing something naughty, are you? Or are you just listening to your cravings? Jen's found it. She looks really the eat well plate. The eat well. Oh, I know what you mean now. Sorry. Yeah, I, exactly I can't think I mean. of it. <laughs> and going back to that, there is like typically you're not a you bad you think food's just in the corner of that to say like yeah this is part of mm-hmm. a, a balanced diet absolutely um but yeah i think the listen to your cravings one is really good Love that. i think it's not naughty it's just you listening to the cravings mm-hmm. that you've got right now junk food or like what's another word for junk food that people use uh, i thought there was one in my mind but it's gone um junk food it's a lot <laughs> dipping in and out of your mind on this podcast that's where i'm at today phil um Junk food is, again, less nutritious food, so it's just not got as many nutrients in for our body. Or, alternatively, it's just food. Mm. Like, it is just food. It's food. And then another one, which is um, 
probably not as commonly used, I would say, but I do think that I have heard this quite a lot. I thought that. Yeah. Than, I think people think this one rather than say So, um, I've got to go to the gym so I can earn my food after that I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to fuel my body mm-hmm. with food afterwards. I think it's just really helpful to kind of reframe how we're speaking about food as as like a starting point because it it underpins a lot of the thought process processes that we then go through 100%. once that language is used. What I'll do as well is just before you scroll up, Jen, because that's then taken off the note that I was just going to read. Ready? What I'll do is, I'll, as Jen said before, I'll take all those that we've uh, just spoke through and I'll put them in the podcast notes. But what I'll also put in podcast notes, if you scroll down from this, I don't actually know where to find it on all the apps because I'm not that technical, logically gifted. But I think if you go into a podcast and you scroll down to the notes, you will see these. I'll put the questions as well that we put in there in regards to what to do instead. Oh, yeah. So the, um, where's the thought come from? The is the thought that I'm having um, helping me or is it harming me? And then underneath that, I'll put the language changes that can potentially help you. But if there are any things that you say around foods that you're kind of a little bit maybe wondering, is this the should I be saying this? Is this a is this a, is this word helping me? Is it harming me? And then you go, no, that's harming me. But it's not something we've mentioned. Then just drop us a quick message mm. and we can potentially come up with a different phrase that can help you. Yeah. But, and I think this is really important, and I was reading something about this this week, actually, in regards to um, when, you, when as humans, when we take in information, we're actually more likely, I think it was something silly, like 90, 95% more likely to apply information if we know why it works. Mm. And I'm hoping, I'm not going to go back and listen to all 50 episodes, obviously, but I'm hoping we do this quite frequently because... Mm. I think we love it, a bit of science. Yeah, and I, honestly, and I, I get that we all want the what and we want the how, but I think the why is so important. I think it's massively underestimated how important it is to know why something actually works. And the reason that we've just given you all the information, the reason that this all works is because you then, and it, as Jen said before, perfectly true, it's not going to happen overnight, but what happens is you no longer then start to associate food with being bad or unhealthy or cheating and if you remember back to that cycle we were speaking about before where you see something as being bad and then you end up you know having a bad evening or a bad experience which then creates this idea you need to counterbalance it by having a good evening but you don't enjoy that you feel like you should do it so then you add more rules and restrictions the only way to break that cycle is to stop the first domino and that first domino is you associating certain foods with being bad or unhealthy or cheating mm-hmm. so by actually using different language you break that cycle. You no longer feel like you've made a mistake. You no longer feel like you've done something that you shouldn't have done. You no longer feel bad. You no longer feel then, therefore, that you have to counterbalance it. So because you've not actually felt that feeling of I've done something wrong, you don't then feel like you need to go and do something right. Mm. So that, that cycle's broken straight away. It's not even that you have to change the food that you're eating. Maybe at some point, food choices can be changed. And as Jen said, we can work on like different calorie intakes and all that complicated, fancy stuff. But at the moment, if you're calling foods bad, that's the bit that needs to change. Forget th- about the food choice itself. I think that links really nicely into the podcast from last week as well. Mm-hmm. And that whole cycle that we talked about there of emotional eating, where we have the kind of thought, the thought creates the, the thought or the belief that creates the emotion that leads to an action. Then we um, have um, a reaction to that action, which mm-hmm. then leads to more thoughts that fuel back into that cycle. So we essentially talked about how to deal with the emotion bit last week. Yes. I suppose this is part of, or some of the thoughts or beliefs that might start that trigger as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just kind of delving into 
a different area of the emotional eating cycle here as well that then starts another cycle. So it's all really nicely interlinked between them, really, isn't it? Absolutely, 100%. So... That was good, that. Did you enjoy that? Five-star review from me. Good. Do you know I'm still recording? Yeah. <laughs> As you're giving yourself a five-star review. Do you know we don't stop yeah, recording? I just like it, though. I love... I, I, th- I don't know that this is the old teacher in me, but I love a bit of language. Like I love language. I love unpicking language. And you love giving yourself a five-star review once you've done it. <laughs> Fantastic. If anybody else thought it was a five-star, go and let us know. Um, anyway, it's my turn to put you on the spot this week, Jenko. Are you so happy about now, are you free? Just laughing at myself because oh, of a five-star okay. review in the middle of the podcast. Fantastic. Have you got your own Apple ID? <laughs> I don't know. Go and review can we rate ourselves? Well, I can't because I put the I've created oh, the podcast. I can rate us. I'm gonna rate us under a pseudonym. Is well, that how you say it? I thought it was cream. <laughs> <laughs> hey, apparently pseudocrem's good for spots. Is it? Well, that's one of my beliefs I had back in the day. I don't know how true it is. To be fair, it's that thick. If you put it on, you won't be able to see the spot. <laughs> it would technically work. Honestly, the amount of stuff I tried for skin, turns out it was all just my gut. Mm. You should always go where you got. My IBS has been really bad and my skin is horrific. You should always go where you got. Yes. Right, on the spot. I think this question's been asked. I was saying this to Jen this morning. I'm pretty sure it has, but we're 51 episodes in, so I can't remember them all. So sorry if it has. <laughs> But I'm also not that sorry because it's dead hard to remember 50 questions. <laughs> right, Jen. Yes. What's my worst habit? Oh. Has that been asked? I think so. Fantastic. Because I think I said it was you just being so annoying. Oh, that's very nice of you. No, I think I can think of a better one than that. Fantastic. <laughs> can we not just ask this question every week, please? <laughs> I don't need this just flying into my DMs every week saying, oh, let's find out what Phil's worst habit is again. Um, I, I forgot think... to also mention this was from Jamie Ann Leach thank you very much Jamie Ann Nutrition and Fitness massively appreciate that um, yeah she's got some great food on her Instagram if you want to go and check that out absolutely I'll never forget the recipe of what we got we yeah. got the, the um, well, that broccoli... salmon and broccoli pasta oh, no that wasn't that one was it not salmon no what was it chicken and broccoli I think chicken I'll never forget and I forgot <laughs> it good work Phil the language you use. Um, it was brilliant though wasn't it um, creamy creamy chicken creamy... and broccoli pasta yeah. I knew I'd remember um, my worst habit worst <laughs> habit come on Jen you can think of them there's tons getting chicken and salmon mixed up there's tons of them there's got to be maybe it's like what's that phrase where it's like overwhelmed by so many yeah there's, there's just, just too so many, many that you're just overwhelmed I'll tell you what pick the top 150 does that make it easier yeah I can't think of any look how he's smirking loads <laughs> what do you mean no come on there's loads there's got to be I can't, I just can't. I'm going to find this week's joke. Oh, do you know what? And yeah. I've got it. Oh. He, he's just never not silly. I said this to you last night, didn't I? I'm never not silly. So, like, I sometimes try and be, um, no, no, I've got it. Brilliant. I can't be annoyed at you. Yeah. That's, that's dead annoying, that. So, if I'm annoyed at Phil, he just makes me laugh. Like, it really, really pees me off because I can be, like, absolutely furious and he'll do something and I'll start laughing. I actually, I'm like, no, I want to be annoyed at you. Just let me be annoyed at you. And it absolutely infuriates the hell out of me because I just want to be annoyed at you for one minute. 
Me and, um, what the- <laughs> me and Reggie work together on this these days, don't we? Honestly, it's what so much easier these days. <laughs> he came in with muddy walking boots and <laughs> didn't take them off and trampled all the way around the house. Into the bedroom. And into the bedroom and I went, are you serious? You were so fuming about it. <laughs> you ca- I thought he was going to redbutt me. Like, literally, I thought he was going to redbutt me. He was that angry. He was, was red like, in the face. I can't believe that you have just walked. I think your mum had cleaned the day before for us because, yes, mm. Phil's mum does clean for us because mm. we are two-year-olds. Um, and um, you literally walked into the bedroom. It's like, I can't actually believe. And we've got white floorboards outside of the bedroom. I can't ah. believe that you've walked <laughs> muddy shoes all around the house. And he just picked Reggie up and was like, oh, but look, I'm a cute dog. Worked on, didn't it? So didn't shout at me. I was like, Mummy shouting at us. <laughs> Didn't I, didn't I blame it on Reggie while well, I was at Reggie told me to come upstairs? <laughs> probably. Yeah, that really annoys me. I think that's positive. Well, it probably is in our relationship, yeah. Mm, at the time, though, it's very irritating. I can imagine. It can does imagine. my head in. Right. Shall I make you laugh even more? Or should Sarah Jones make you laugh? That's who sent me joking Yeah, this week. do you know what? Sarah Jones tagged us in her story every week and I feel like this is the first time she sent a... Oh, did she say... No, she sent yeah. an on-the-spot question once, didn't she? She did. She She's did. actually sent me two jokes here. Excellent. I'm just going to tell you the one. Just the one. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Sarah. And also, Sarah, thank you for listening every week and for tagging us in your story because we do yeah. massively appreciate it. It's lovely. Uh, and if you're listening to this right now, not just Sarah, but anybody, just quickly screenshot it and bang it on your story. We appreciate that. Anyway. Not that we've not asked you a thousand times in this podcast. We're saying right needed today, don't we? What's up with us? Because it's coming (laughs) into winter. Please help us. (laughs) Please help more people listen to our podcast. That was Reggie. Thanks, Reggie. Um, (laughs) That is the voice you do for Reggie. That is the voice you do for Reggie. Um, So, Jen, there's a really quick one as well. Just a one-liner. You'll have a one-liner. Go. Why do we tell actors to break a leg? Don't know. Because every play has a cast. (laughs) 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 Wait, is that fact? Well, every player has a cast. Is that where did that where did that is that where that came from? No, it's not fact of the week. We'll do it. We'll start <laughs> that next week. We'll start that. So we'll do in fact of fact of the week is coming in, but Stop. we'll call it something else. No, you was bad. At, we were listening to Greg James the other day. Weren't fact we? of the week. Yeah. We're listening to Greg James. Oh, he was right. doing like animal news, wasn't it? I feel like that news. is on that level. This animal is on that news. level. Well, we are actually, and we touched on this last week, didn't we? We're going to be creating season two of the podcast soon. Does that um, mean that next week is the last week? Because that'll be 52. We don't have to do it. We don't have to start oh. season two. We can start at 53 if we want, but that'll be right. Really. But season two, I think we should bring in... No, don't bring in something else. You've not heard what I've been I don't saying want, yet. I don't care. It's not good enough. I think we should bring in... Um, it's not fact of the week. No, not f- no, no, no. I mean, we can do that if we want, if the, if everybody wants it. Um, I do like facts, though. I know you do. You like words as well. Um, but I think what we should do is we should have, we need to, I don't know why we're having this, like, discussion on the podcast, but here we are. Uh, we should have, like, a, a new intro, a new outro. We should have jingles. Okay. I love a jingle. Should but we I sing think them? we should sing the jingles. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> People but, turn off. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. Also, that's another thing that Greg James that does that I really like, the fact. The fact controller. The fact controller, yeah. So, like, where people yeah. come in and, and say facts that they should... Is that the one where he just where he gives facts that you should have known sooner? Because that's the one I like. I so think that's the fact controller thing. Anyway, I like Greg James. I'm not sure. Yeah, clearly. If you've listened to previous podcasts, you'll know he's up there with my uh, top crushes in life. We'll get him on the podcast one day. <gasps> Stop. Mm. 
I might leave you. Yeah. That's a spoiler for what we're going to be doing in season two. Are you? Getting Greg James on every week. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we'll... Um, That'd be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, we are thinking about... In fact, do you know what? I want to mention it now because... <gasps> people's people's like, opinions? Well, not just their opinion oh. because... We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> people's who they oh, want. Oh, they want to hear. Yeah, so like what we're thinking is season two... We're still going to be doing our podcast, aren't we? Me yeah, we don't, we're just, just chatting. Yeah, we're still going to have us chatting because as Jen said, she loves it. Um, <laughs> but also, we do genuinely enjoy doing this and we want to help and we want to give you some kind of information, help, the what, the how, the why, etc., etc., on all the topics that we think are important. But we also want to broaden it a bit and get other people onto the podcast yes. as well, don't we? So if you are still with us, if you are still listening to this episode about an hour in, we're going to be bringing in whoever you want us to bring in we've not really got any limits we've not really got any like specific definite niches like it doesn't have to be a qualified dietitian to come on we're basically looking to bring on people that you want to listen to so if you've got any ideas of people that you're like i'd love it if you could just bring this person think, on and chat to them think small think big we'll try with anyone yeah it doesn't really matter like whether they've got a billion followers or one we really don't like genuinely if it's just somebody that you think is great and inspirational and you want us to have a chat to them for half an hour and ask them some questions and they've got 112 followers on instagram mm. fantastic we're not bothered who they are or where they're from but we just want to bring more people in don't we mm. and hopefully think about qualities we'd like to speak to people who like demonstrate certain qualities and how they've got like do you know like people who are like ridiculously resilient yeah just like absolute solid qualities solid values we don't need to 100 percent agree with absolutely everything that they say because it's impossible to find that person on the planet we know there's going to be you know some kind of uh Conflicting conflict views. which could be even better because yeah. then you get a discussion rather than just people sat there going you're really great and i love you and everything's mm-hmm. fantastic uh, but yeah let us know so what we basically want from you now is a like, a rate, a subscribe, screenshot, a screenshot and share it to your story. Then what I want you to do is I want you to send me an on-the-spot question for next week. <laughs> then I want you to send me a joke and then I want you to tell me who you want on. So basically, if you could just double check with your boss that you're all right to right, have a week a off so that you can tell us all these things that we ask you for on a weekly basis, that would be splendid. Or if you could just pick one of them, that would be nice. Yeah, that would be good, actually. Yeah. That might be better. You won't need a week off then. Right, thank you very much. We massively appreciate you. Have an absolutely sensational week. And we'll see you soon.